Welcome to the Home Medic. You are listening to the segment on winter preparation. Welcome to the Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital. McKay Tautu. Especially in the winter, keep them out of the hospital. Voice of happiness. <laughs> and in this segment, you might also be the voice of keeping cold drafts out of your home. Right? They make such a difference. All of those little spaces where that cold air comes in. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. I adjusted my back door the other day because we totally had daylight going all the way around. Winter has come. As, yes. of, as of the time we're recording this, winter has come. What is it, about 20 degrees out there? It's chilly. Yeah. It's chilly. We had to replace all of our weather stripping because my dogs had messed it up. So if you're living in, I don't know, North Dakota, Connecticut, that sort of thing, maybe you're living in Alberta, 20 degrees might sound like tropical breeze. <laughs> That's true. But I don't care where you live. 20 degrees is still cold and you don't want to be paying to heat the outside, right? Right. And no matter how much you turn up your thermostat, it doesn't matter. If you get that cold wafty draft, it's just no fun. So where are the biggest problem areas? We're going to be talking about all these in a little bit more detail, but we're going to start with the roof. Then we're going to go to rain gutters and how to do winter preparation there. We're going to talk about the doors and the furnace and the swamp cooler and central air. And we might even stop by chimneys because if you do things wrong at the chimney as part of winter preparation, everybody in the house dies. Oh, well, that sounds important. Okay, we have a lot to cover. Okay. Let's do this. Should we start with the roof first? Yes, okay. because the roof is what I would know the least about if I were having to prep. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing that I would tell you as you're taking a long, hard look at that roof, let's say that it's you. Now, mm -hmm. Let's say that gorgeous hunk of man that you're married to, I, I don't want to say he gets... Let's say he was on vacation for a really long time. Yeah, okay. okay. Let's let's not have him get run over because he would no. run over the car that okay, tries so to run over Okay, so he wasn't around. And okay. what do I have to do with He's my He's on roof? vacation. He's in Barbados. Well, that kind of ticks me off, but okay, what else? <laughs> and you have to figure out what's going on with your roof. Okay. Now, the first thing you're going to think of is, do I really want to get on that roof? Yeah, you're wearing no. boots today. And I don't want to get on the roof. Okay, that's good. So your next choice is to get a home inspector, maybe a handyman, maybe a roofer to <laughs> okay. get up there and do some searching for you. And what am I going to make sure they're looking this, for? Yeah, the next place that I would go is that even though you're hiring somebody else to get up there, you want to have enough knowledge that they're blowing smoke. Right. So let, we're going to go over that right now. The first thing you want to look for as you get up onto your or as you look at your roof or as somebody else is doing your roof is what is the, sh the shingle condition? Obviously, if you've got a 25-year shingle or if you've got a 30-year shingle and it's 29 years old, you're going to want to be concerned about is this thing going to survive the winter? If it is November or December, probably too late to be concerned and you're going to be dealing with leaking okay. into the house. So how can I tell that from just looking? Well, if you are on the ground, let's go through some scenarios, should we? Okay. Scenario A is that you've got somebody else up on the roof. Okay. 
And to some extent, you're going to have to believe what he tells you, but you can see to some extent from the ground what he's talking about. For example, I'm going to go back to flashing. And again, flashing is sheet metal that forces water to go where you want it to go. On the bottom side, there's going to be what's called an apron. And again, that uh, apron is going to be on top of the shingles so that, again, we're forcing water to stay on the surface. So if the guy starts talking about flashing, doesn't mean that you need to cover your eyeballs. He's not flashing you. He's not flashing you. (laughs) Okay. That's what he's talking about. And you're going to have flashing around your vents and your chimney and anything else that's going on up there, your attic vents, et cetera. So that will be one item that he will be talking about. In addition, you've got what could be wind damage where you have individual shingles that have blown off. You could have what I call spider web or alligator cracking, where you get an individual shingle that has been there for so long that it's baked. Mm. And those are, of course, there's a thousand pathways for those to crack in half, and then you got water going down into your house Mm, uh through one of those. You can also have shingles, and this is easy to see from the ground. You can have the outer lower corners of the shingle that is actually curled up. Mm -hmm, I've seen that. And that is a shingle failure. If you see that, you can see that from the ground. If you got that going, yeah, it's time to replace your roof. But again, depending on where you live, I mean, if you're in northern Idaho, you can't do that in November, December, January. Okay, so basically if I'm winterizing my roof, I'm just checking it out, making sure I don't see any problem areas or getting someone to crawl up there for me and do that. Right, so you're making sure that you believe that the roof can last for another winter. Okay. Got it. Uh, all right. It's December right now as we're recording this. And just a couple of days ago, I was at a house where you had a ton of rot and mold. And there was actually a part of this roof where if somebody had stepped there, they would have fallen through. It would have been probably an 11 foot drop. Oh, wow. We had a roof that was the south facing slope and it drained onto a carport on the south side. Mm. The carport sloped east and west so now you got this water coming off the north slope it goes down it hits the divider and now it's flowing to the south and east as it goes around that bend what would happen is it would ice up Mm. so it melts at the top it comes down a little further and then it re-freezes so what is it's expanding damaging what and so when you have something like that that's called an ice dam Once the ice dam starts to build up, it expands, it tears up the shingles, and then you get water that goes down through the roof rather than off the drip line. Now, what if it's the middle of the winter and I'm watching this happen? What can I do then? Yeah, at that point, you don't want to do anything at all. It is better for you to have water in your house than for you to get up there in those gorgeous (laughs) cowboy boots you've got. Yeah. At that point, you're just dealing with it. You're waiting for the ice to get off, and then you can do minor repairs but you don't want to get up onto a roof that is icy in the winter. But make note to yourself, so in the spring you take care of that. Right. It's a future problem. Okay. So, again, maybe if you live in North Dakota, maybe the roof doesn't ever stop being frozen. And so you just got to deal with that. All <laughs> well, that's long. okay. If nothing ever is going to melt and leak, okay, we'll <laughs> the, take it. This is why we're actually doing this podcast is because if you do live in an area like that, you need to get up there in September or even for that matter, anytime during the summer and get on top of those sorts of things. Good thing to be aware of though. 
Yeah, so you've got the curling and cracking on the shingles. you got the wind damage you're going to want to look for. If you do have a place where you could have ice melting or ice freezing, that's called an ice dam again. And there are things you can do about that for the short term. It's called ice melting tape. You can get that at any hardware store. You put that up there, and you put it down near the drip line where the ice tends to build up, and then you can force that water to continue its pathway down into the rain gutter. I've seen people actually put that stuff in the rain gutter, too, to make sure that it doesn't just become an 800-pound ice cube tray. And I have seen that as well. That's really, really good, and that's not very expensive. No, it's really not. This goes back to the $10 fix and $10,000 fix. You know, cost of ice melting tape, I'm going to guess, is what, 20 30 bucks. Oh, yeah, that's so much better yeah. than dealing with the contrary. Okay, so what's next? We've got our roof. Being that we uh, hit the rain gutters, let's go to the rain gutters. Okay. Because this house that I was just inspecting, it had the ice damming problem. And part of the reason why it had that is because the rain gutters were full of pine needles and pine cones. And, you know, that water sometimes could make it to the rain gutter. But at that point in time, it would just backfill from there. And then you've got ice in the rain gutter. you got ice on the roof. And then you've got trashed shingles. And then you've got the rotten mold and... All coming from your favorite thing, which is planting trees very close to the home. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Garth? That is true. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, this rain gutter was a long drain, and this was above the carport, and it ran, I'm going to say, about 30 feet over from where the old house roof was to the outer edge of the carport without much of a drain and then without any level of maintenance. So that water really had a hard time exiting as it should so again ten dollar fix clean out the rain gutters right all right and that's not a hard thing to do right yeah it's a ladder and maybe a three dollar scoop or you can be disgusting and do it with your hands okay i can do that i have gloves yeah okay (laughs) so you're doing that you're going to want to make sure that that water does not drain toward the foundation that it does not drain toward the window well just make sure that if you have succeeded in getting it off the roof now you want to make sure that you succeed in getting it away from the foundation, the basement, the crawl space, And et I've seen at the lumber stores, or well, not lumber stores, but I've seen at the home maintenance stores uh-huh. um, an extension. It's kind of a pipe that you can hook onto the bottom of the rain gutter and put it out to your grass. Those are beautiful. They're wonderful. I have those. Yeah? You get a gold star <laughs> And today. tell the kids, don't touch them when you mow the grass. <laughs> and so what you can do, actually, uh, let's spend 30 seconds on those. You hook those drain tubes up to the bottom of your rain gutter, and you're using those, again, to force water to go where you want it to go, which is well away from your structure. Otherwise, if you're getting water that lands in ponds next to your structure, you're getting structural settlement, you're getting basement water entry or crawl space water entry, a whole bunch of bad things that are the $10,000 fix. And those also are very inexpensive. Right. Yeah. The $10 fix on that one is to get a drain tube. You run it at least, I'm going to say at least six to eight feet away. Mm -hmm. Uh, Better off if you're 20 feet away, but let's go at least six to eight feet. And then you're going to want to daylight those. Sometimes I will see where people bury the outer end of those pipes just in the dirt. Oh, yeah. And you can imagine all the stuff that is in the rain gutters, your 
twigs. Oh, so that's a bad idea. Barbie dolls, the yeah, Barbie dolls the in the rain gutter, tennis balls, etc. You can tell he's seen it all. I've seen a few things, and all, you can imagine all that stuff washing down the rain gutter into the drain tube, into the soil, and it's just going to plug it up. It just sits there. Oh, see, I was thinking that's such a good idea, but that's a bad idea. I tell my home inspection clients that that gets an A minus. I guess the water would seep through, but you're going to have. A, yeah, so yeah. in a heavy rainstorm, that water is going to go in there, and that's called a blind sump. It's going to go into this blind sump. Mm. Sump because it's a hole in the ground, blind because you don't know where it is. Right. And then at, at some point, it's going to backfill or backflow back to the foundation where it's going to pond next to your house again. Okay, so don't bury those. Yeah, Just put them out and tell the kids those. don't touch them when you mow. Okay, if you're living in Florida, you've got a totally different set of conditions. But if you have well, a you're set also of not having that, freezing, that's true. Winterizing. You you <laughs> also have, but I guess instead of that, if you're in Florida, you've got a lot more rain, and then you're gonna want to just make sure you don't have to worry about ice damming, but you're gonna want to make sure that your roof is in good shape, and that uh, you have. So the there still is right, winterizing before the cooler season right. comes. Okay. Okay. What's next? We're going to make you master of your mansion on this one, McKay. Your mansion, oh, we're just going to stop at roofs? In, okay. Are we going to put you in Florida or are we going to put you in North Dakota? Well, we better put me in North Dakota so that I do this right. Yeah. Okay. So you're Seems doing this right. Seems a little bit difficult. How, what, is, what does your mansion roof look like in North Dakota? My mansion roof has the heater that uh -huh. goes all around the entire thing because it does have peaks and valleys because it's very beautiful and a little bit complicated. Yeah. But it has the heaters. My rain gutter's in good condition. Being that it's your mansion, we're going to have a special dedicated... I was going to say that you, we've got a Christmas light switch, but we're putting Christmas lights on that Christmas light switch. Most definitely. So we're going to have a dedicated switch just for your ice melting gear. Oh, perfect. Okay. That's your mansion. It's in North Dakota, 10,000 square feet. All right. We are going <laughs> to continue with Doors and Furnace in, in different segments. Finish up this one, as always... Be yourself because only McKay can be McKay. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs>